0: Hello and welcome to Apex of Podcast. I'm your host Philip, alongside my my assistant Alex.
1: You know what, I'm going to leave that, but I hit recording like a second too late.
0: Oh rip! Uh,
1: so now that I've been apparently relegated to the uh, undercard here, <laughs> I am the tag team champions. <laughs> Alright, so, housekeeping. Uh, Yeah, we haven't made a podcast in, like, a month, and that's mostly my fault. Yeah. Uh, Wow, okay. Just, yeah, it's your fault. Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know. I don't know whose fault it is. I meant, yeah,
1: we haven't made a podcast in a month. I I mean, yeah, it's all your fault. You suck. I see. No, it wasn't that. I see. So, we recorded a March Madness bracket with Colin... We did one last year, and we thought, hey, let's do one again this year. And it turned out to be really boring and really profane. Yes, it would, yeah. Although Cullen did pick Loyola Chicago as his national champion, so he's one of the few people in the world with Loyola Chicago in the Final Four. Yeah. And I have the receipts to prove it. Yep. Anyway, so... That set us back, and we're like, eh, we'll just do another one next week. And then I got sick, and my life got kind of derailed for a couple of weeks, but we're legitimately, actually, for really, reels back. Yep. The show is not canceled. This isn't going to be a one-time thing. We're going to do a show this week. Obviously, you're listening to it. We're going to do one next week. And that's enough housekeeping. Sasuke 35 was on yep. Monday.
0: Yep. What it was a- definitely, I'd say it's, definitely one of the best of the rising era
1: yeah I mean obviously top three I hmm I I don't know if I would put it over 30 or not I'm kind of leaning towards putting it just barely over 30 for second place in the rising era mm-hmm although that's because I remember almost nothing from 30 other than 30. Rio and tomo getting to the final stage and Rio hasn't been Passed the first stage since. I know. He's this generation's Akira Mori.
0: Oh my god. Except he's not terrible at rope climbing.
1: This is true, yeah. I mean, he's not good, but... Anyway. Uh, yeah. Actually, Ryo made it to the end of stage one, and we were in a voice call, and we're like, Yeah, Rio's back! And then he got to the Warped Wall, which was the last obstacle of stage one this time. Yep. And he had about twenty seconds, and then just
0: and just choked
1: stared stared at it for about fifteen of those, and then finally ran at it and whiffed the top and uh, the first stage. It was
0: so sad because he looked like top form. He looked so in control on everything else, and then when he got, he even was doing the tackle right, fight. and then warp wall comes, and I'm like, no, it was so confusing.
1: So one thing that. Ubi pointed out, uh, lost an Ubi on Twitter. He's a good follow for Sasuke and Japanese culture. Um, he pointed out that there were no new stars in this tournament. It was all kind of an old guard, which is a little weird. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone who beat the first stage in this tournament had already beaten the first stage twice. Yep. And I read that, and I'm like... Sweet! This will be Keitaro Yamamoto's shining moment. And then Keitaro Yamamoto failed the spider drop in stage 2. Yep. Uh, yeah, there were eight first stage clears, five seconds, one in the third, Yusuke Morimoto getting to the final, and he, uh, failed, but let's go over the new obstacles. Uh, what'd you think of the Dragon Glider?
0: I liked it. It was, uh, Even though the gaps weren't as big as, it's very similar to the Double Dipper, but even though the gaps weren't as big, the track, they made up for it by having a trampoline jump, and also, um, they also had a not as steep track, and like the jump, like the track just gets flat at the end of it, so you have like no speed, so it's actually pretty good, I, I like it. I mean, Drew almost swift it. Yeah,
1: you're you're exactly right. <laughs> Drew had a lot of trouble with it, and I'm curious to know what his thoughts on the obstacle were, because he's done both the Big Dipper and Dragon Glider. So next yeah. time I see him, I'll have to ask him about that.
0: Really, the Double Dipper does a lot of the work for you, whereas this Dragon Glider, you kind of had to get the timing way even more correct. So that's just coming from me.
1: Yeah, it was definitely interesting and i was kind of surprised that as many people failed the first stage as they did i didn't think the dragon glider was that hard i mean obviously it took a lot of the randos out but i thought a lot more people could have cleared if they just correctly paced themselves and sasuke has had a long first stage for a long time last tournament was 128 seconds This tournament Mm -hmm. was only 85 because they cut a couple obstacles at the end and just ended it after the warped wall. And I feel like if they had just paced themselves instead of either acting like they had a ton of time or rushing because they thought that they didn't have as much time, I feel like there would have been a lot more clears. So I think next time, if they keep this first stage, there'll be several more clears, like in the 12 to 16 range at least.
0: Yeah. I wonder, though, how many clears there would be if they had the Vegas people. I think there would be a lot because the big problem with Sasuke is they are way worse with picking people than a and true. <laughs> way, way worse. Like, if you think A&W's... If, I, I really stopped complaining about A&W casting as Sasuke got worse with their stuff. I'm just like... Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I can't disagree with that. Yeah. I thought I was gonna have something to say here, but no, you you're, you're uh, spot on. Yeah. Uh, stage two was the same, except now it's yellow. Spider
0: uh, drop was harder though.
1: Yeah, randomly took out two people for the first time ever. Yep. I tweeted Cameron because he was in school and not watching. Mm -hmm. Hey, the spider drop is killing everyone Like Mm -hmm. as a Pseudo-troll Except that when you watched it It became real Yep Uh, So yeah, the second stage is awful And needs to be burned immediately Third stage uh, Drumhopper gone Now in its place is Probably one of my favorite third stage obstacles Ever, the planet bridge
0: Oh yeah, that was great I, I really liked it. Uh, it's definitely a proper evolution to the body prop, and I'm glad that it, it it just really seems to fit good in the third stage.
1: It's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I'm a little salty that Drew squashed it in like 10 seconds. But, I mean, he's Drew, so what yeah. can I say? Everyone else took a good amount of time on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Jun Sato was like Hung up on it for minutes It seemed like I have no idea how he didn't fail it But he was spent
1: Yeah It's definitely a burner And I think the body prop is kind of An underestimated burner Because mm-hmm. it was Eliminated so early in Sasuke's history But like even people In the regionals when it was there Failed it Mm-hmm. So Especially with those gaps. There were a lot of gaps in the walls that aren't present in the American versions. Yeah. It was a very difficult obstacle and would definitely be at home today in Stage 3, although Inui spiced it up a little bit and I really like it. So, it's a callback and something new. So, huge fan of the Planet Bridge.
0: Yeah, it was definitely... It... I definitely expect people to take inspiration from it for NNL courses. Like... Ooh, that'd be I, fun. I, yeah, I, I can totally see people. Maybe not the moving back, but...
1: Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I, the um, <laughs> foot platform. So what you had to do is the body prop, but instead of a uh, wall for your hands, it was these orbs. Planets. Haha. <laughs> And the back foot wall was kind of on a motor, so it moved back and forth pretty slowly. But I feel like that really didn't take anyone out, per se. It -hmm. was more of an aesthetic thing. Or or maybe it did tax people more. I'm not totally sure if it was a big factor in people getting tired later. But I definitely liked that part. Let me... Make that clear. It was definitely cool looking, but yeah, nobody's going to build that.
0: No, mm-hmm. Nobody's going to
1: build the motor part.
0: But somehow somebody's built a fishbone, so... Uh, anything.
1: yeah. There is a real fishbone now. That's interesting. So, but, uh, the uh, new final got unveiled with Yusuke Morimoto getting to the final stage.
0: Oh my god, I loved that final stage. Yeah,
1: same. So it is the Spider Climb... And then a giant salmon ladder. You have to do 15 jumps up this salmon ladder. It is the longest salmon ladder ever in a course anywhere in the world. There was that 35-rung salmon ladder, but that was a standalone all-star event. Yep. And then the rope climb. I wanted to text Mike that this was, like, right up his alley. Mm-hmm. He did it so good on the Vietnam final stage, and he's a beast at... Salmon Ladders. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that was right up his alley, but U.S.K. kind of slipped up a little bit on the Salmon Ladder. You have to be absolutely perfect on that yep. Salmon Ladder to get Kanz and Seha, and I love that.
0: Actually, you know who I could see winning? Hmm. Sean Bryan. Beating that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was the other name that came to mind, because he's a beast at Salmon Ladders and a beast at Rope Climbs.
0: The only thing that's
1: a wild card is that 8-meter de doo spider climb. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's right up Sean Bryan's alley. We just need to get him working on the uh, finger strength for the vertical limit, and... Yeah, he could do it. Yep. Too bad I'll never get invited. Yep. Plot twist. Sean Bryan just becomes the Sasuke Gaijin and then wins.
0: Oh. I... 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 Don't disapprove.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So next week on the podcast, we're going to be be beginning our Summer of Severance project.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: We're going to be rooting for a new team in baseball every week.
0: Because both me and Alex's home teams are... are They're phoning it Yep, they're buried in mediocrity, and they're just...
1: So, quick rules for the Summer of Severance. We start on Thursday. We go to Wednesday. That's the week. Teams are in a random order, but we are starting with the defending champion, Houston Astros. So, starting this Thursday, we are Houston Astros fans for one week. And then next week on the podcast, we will talk about our week being Astros fans And we will move on to the next team, which randomly selected was the Cleveland Indians. Uh, This will continue for 25 weeks, skipping the Thursday to Wednesday week with the All-Star game. And skipping the last three days of the season. Uh, In case you're wondering what teams didn't make the cut, I felt like in the spirit of quitting on the Pirates, that I would also cut the Rays, Athletics, and Mariners. Mariners? Mariners? That was Marlins. Okay, it's Marlins. I wrote Mariners (laughs) on accent for some reason. Let me change that. Nobody pointed that out to me in the Reddit post. Thanks, Reddit. (laughs) So we will cut the Rays Athletics and Marlins, as they are named, in the players' union's grievance for underspending their revenue sharing money.
0: And now this. And now. Thanks, Nintendo, for not having cloud saving. By the way, Nintendo is so backwards. I love Nintendo. They make some of the best games ever. Like, come on. There's no other company that's had as good of a 2017 than Nintendo. Like, last year, the best year of any video game company ever.
1: Oh, uh, like, I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. What year did Sony put out the PlayStation.
0: 95. But there weren't really that many games that came out for it in
1: 95. Mm, I see. you yeah, know... Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they had both Breath of the Wild and Odyssey.
0: Yeah, exactly. Both of which
1: were getting, like, best game ever hype. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, I guess both you're right.
0: Got, both got 10 out of 10s from IGN of all places.
1: And, uh, naturally, the one thing that Nintendo is finally going into the future over is paid internet yay
0: with no incentives to pay it, wow you can play some NES games even though you can play roms online
1: oh so wait like i don't have to pay for their online service to play mario kart
0: no no you 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 i think you do or online yeah i think you do but it's it's a lot cheaper than PS Plus, at least, but Fair enough. still, it's, it's it's like 20 bucks a year, but it's still kind of dumb. I
1: never had any problems paying 60 for Xbox, so...
0: But they, but, like, the perks of paying is, like, they, they well, want to, like, give... Yeah, but they also want to give people free NES games or something.
1: Well, I mean, it's, Xbox does that. They have games with gold. That's how I have Mirror's Edge on my hard drive that I've never played.
0: Yeah, that's Mirror's Edge, not an A- 30 year old games.
1: <laughs> like, oh,
0: fair. it's just like you can play those on in your web browser. Everybody, I am I am going to support piracy here. Uh, you can go like go search like play NES or Super Nintendo games online. You will be able to play every like Nintendo game, like retro game ever online. You don't have to download anything. So, yeah, go check that out.
1: It's great. And this podcast is brought to you by Piracy. <laughs> so, yeah, next up we have the segment that we recorded three weeks ago, which very timely has basketball questions for Colin.
0: Yay. Because
1: we thought that it was going to be timely for March Madness, but I guess the final four is this weekend, so close enough.
0: I, I didn't check, but I, I just checked, and because I, I, I didn't watch the Elite Eight games, I wasn't paying attention, but Loyola actually made it to the Final Four. Yes. L- wow.
1: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I picked Virginia, He picked Xavier, and both of our champions lost on the first weekend. Mm-hmm. After that, we have me versus Colin in the showcase. I completely forgot what the showcases are, so that'll be fun listening back to them. Because it'll be a surprise to me, too. Actually, I remember what his showcase was, because I remember doing a lot of screaming. Actually, I'll just say it now. Uh, Colin's showcase, strongly related to an inside joke, but I think it's funnier to not explain it. Maybe next week. Uh, Philip, are you still there? Yep. Okay, say goodbye to the people.
0: Bye.
1: <laughs> okay, bye. Uh, here's the stuff we recorded, like, three weeks ago. See you next week. All right, let's welcome in Colin to the show. Welcome, Colin. Hey. What have you been up to these last two weeks? Very interesting. Thank you, Colin. So, we had originally done a bracket special, and I deemed it uh, not up to our standards. So, instead, we're going to go back to the way this segment used to go, which is I'm going to ask Colin some questions about basketball.
2: (laughs) And this can't oh. end well.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright, first up. So, I think I've mentioned before that college basketball games are split into two halves. How long is each half?
0: 70 or what? 80 miles. <laughs> Wait, do you mean like the... Like the length half of the of... game.
2: Oh, the game?
1: Yes, like time.
2: I don't know, an hour maybe? Basketball games aren't two hours, are they?
1: I mean... Okay... Real-time, I'll give it to you, because college basketball games do run about two hours in real-time. But as you know from football, real-time and game-time are two completely different things.
2: Oh, you meant regulation time. Yes. Oh.
1: You can try again.
2: Fifteen minutes, maybe? Yeah,
1: it wasn't that bad. Twenty.
2: I mean, if it's fifteen minutes in sports time, that's probably an hour...
1: Yeah, each half is twenty minutes. How high off the ground is the rim, like of the hoop, the rim of the hoop?
2: I don't know, eight or nine feet, maybe.
1: Again, close ten feet. I don't expect you to get this right on the dot because it's in feet and inches. But how far away is the three-point line?
2: Ten and a half feet, maybe. I don't know. I'm just taking a random guess
1: here. Ten and a half feet. Uh, almost double that—twenty feet nine inches. Oh, and it's twenty-three feet nine inches for NBA. Oh, yeah, ten-foot baskets are basically gimmies. All right, how many players are on the court at one time for each team?
2: I am going to guess ten. I'm probably going to be way wrong.
1: So ten v ten, you're saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I would watch that. I would definitely watch that. Ten v ten with ten point or ten foot three point arcs. Yeah, I'd watch that.
2: I'm pretty much inventing the arena football of basketball, ain't I?
1: Uh, actually, you're sort of doing the reverse. I think you're inventing field basketball.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's already in arenas. I'm just making a comparison. That has the NFL is to, Aria football is to the NFL as what I'm describing is to actual basketball.
1: Fair. Uh, there are five players per team. Oh. Ten total on the court at one time. All right, this is going to be an exercise in futility, but I want to make you try to answer this anyway. What are the positions in basketball?
2: Um... I don't know the... Upper terminology. I'm going to say there's a defender, there's a thrower. I don't know what the someone whose whole purpose is throwing the ball at the the hoop is called.
1: That would be shooting.
2: Okay, the, a suitor. a dunker, which I someone I who's talk- good at doing. De- <laughs> <laughs> <Someone laughs>
1: Alright, um, tell you what, Philip, you try.
2: (laughs) Are they nuts on whose specialty is, like, doing the dump hang?
1: Not really. A designated player who
2: that's their specialty.
1: Not really.
0: A dunker!
1: Anyway, Philip, go ahead. Let's hear
0: it. Wait, what were you gonna say?
1: I'm making you guess what the positions are.
0: Uh... Center,
1: mm-hmm.
0: point guard,
1: mm-hmm.
0: shooting guard,
1: mm-hmm.
0: powerful power forward, small forward.
1: Correct. Good job. In order and of going. height, it's point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. I can sort of give you dunker for center because he just stands in the middle. And <laughs> yeah. you can pass the ball to him. And he can try to dunk, but he's being defended by the other center. It's not like football, where you have an offense and a defense. They, everyone plays both offense and defense.
0: Oh. So after... <laughs> I, I'm just imagining after, after one team scores, then they switch out. Oh, God. Oh, man.
1: We should show Colin Hockey. His mind would blow. I know.
2: When does hockey season start?
1: Uh, it's been going on for, yes. like, five months.
2: Oh, well, We're on the way too the playoffs. Late? Oh, well, I guess that will be the time when we do that for the hockey-themed episode.
1: Alright, moving on. What happens if a player is fouled while shooting?
2: I'm guessing that the point doesn't count and they get some kind of penalty?
1: Uh, I mean, the point counts if the shot goes, but the team that was shooting gets two free throws or three if it was behind the three-point line. If they made the shot, they only get one free throw. But they okay, get the pants. Okay, I'm going
2: to ask a person here that they're probably going to laugh at.
1: You're going to ask what a free throw is, aren't you? Yes. You know, I was thinking about asking what a free throw was, but I kind of figured you knew. All right, so... I don't
2: watch basketball.
1: <laughs> okay, fair
2: do this terminology when you were explaining whatever that play was earlier, and I was tempted to ask, I'm sure they were, it was on the list anyways.
1: The player stands like 15 feet from the hoop. Mm-hmm. And he gets to just shoot a basket. Nobody can guard him, but he can't move. Okay. He has to stay in that spot and shoot the basket, and if he makes it, he gets one point. Oh. But if he misses, and it's The last free throw that he gets Because sometimes you can get two And sometimes you can get three Mm -hmm. Both teams can try to rebound The basketball And then play just continues as normal
2: What does rebound mean in basketball terms? Uh,
1: It's when Somebody gets a missed shot uh, Both teams jump up And try to get the ball And whoever Comes up with the ball Their team just has the ball
0: so
2: it's basketball interception.
1: Not necessarily. Basketball interception, I would say, is steal. Like, if you just pass to the other team, or the other team just grabs the ball off, you know, sort of like a fumble. So fumble also. and interception are both steal. Oh. And, but if but if you miss a shot, and somebody comes up with the basketball, that's a rebound. Okay. It would be more like a punt return, really. Oh. What is a technical foul?
0: Admittedly, I kind of forget what this one is. Um, how many reps do they
2: have with a game? Because I'm sure I might be about to say something extremely stupid with the closest to a guess I can have.
1: Uh,
2: I think there's three. Oh. See, what I was going to say, like, is this... A case where one of the refs missed something, but something had to have happened, so one of the other refs calls it?
1: No, any ref can call any foul.
2: No, I'm saying like...
1: No, that's not what it is. I uh, I know what you're saying, but that's not what it is. I'm just going to read the Wikipedia definition because it's easier than me trying to explain it. In basketball, a technical foul is any infraction of the rules penalized as a foul which does not involve physical contact during the course of play between opposing players on the court or is a foul by a non-player. The most common technical foul is for unsportsmanlike conduct. Technical fouls can be assessed against players, bench personnel, the entire team, often called a bench technical, or even the crowd. Hey, what? (laughs) That, I don't think I've ever actually seen that, but into
2: If it did happen at that one game that you went to, I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Did it happen at that one game where Ron Artest was beating up fans?
1: Uh, I think they just sort of called off the game and didn't bother assessing fouls, because it just wasn't worth it. All right, next up. What is a four-point play?
2: Um, is that when you shoot it from, like, even farther down the, the court? Like, from halfway or, like, even at the other... Like, what would be three points for the other side? But if you get into the door hoop?
1: Actually, that's not as uncommon of an answer as you would think. But, no. Uh, if you shoot what it-, it should be. That would be fun anyway, but if you shoot it from, as far as you can shoot it on the court, if you shoot it from 90 feet away Mm -hmm. and you make it, it's still only three points. Oh. A four-point play, remember how I said earlier, if you're fouled while you make a shot and the shot is good, you only get one free throw? Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you make a three-pointer while being fouled and then go to the free throw line and make a free throw... It is a four-point play. Okay. Alright, that was all of the rules questions I could think of. Here are now questions about the NCAA tournament. Uh, For clarification, these are about the men's tournament. Because the women's tournament is just an annual exercise of giving the trophy to UConn.
2: I didn't even realize there was another tournament.
1: Uh, Actually... Technically, there are six tournaments, uh, three men's and three women's, because of the three divisions, but I'm sure you've never heard of any Division 2 or Division 3 schools, so we're just not going to bother with those. Okay. Anyway, here we go. How many times has a 16 seed beaten a 1 seed?
2: Like, all time? Yes. How many years has this been going on?
1: Uh, I think they've been doing sixteen seeds per region since like the eighties, and there are four regions. Oh, All right, I'll double check for you.
2: So it has to have happened like somewhere between forty and sixty times, I'm guessing.
1: A sixteen seed beating a one seed. I. I mean the... that many years,
2: and you said something about the. the... You were saying something before about how the the system was flawed.
1: Oh, apparently they've been doing 16 seeds since 1985.
2: And I'm sticking with my answer.
1: Alright, so there have been 30, not counting this year's tournament, 33 tournaments with 16 seeds per region. And four regions. So in total, there have been 132 games between a 16 seed and a 1 seed. And the 16 seed has won, get ready for this, none of them. Ew. A 16 seed has never beaten a 1 seed in the men's tournament. Ew. What is the lowest seeded team to win the tournament?
2: I don't know, like, somewhere between... 12 and 14, maybe?
1: Eight. The lowest-seeded team to win the tournament was the eight-seeded Villanova in 1985. Oh. All right, what is the lowest-seeded team to reach the final four?
2: I'm going with that same answer I said last time, though. A
1: little closer. It is 11 this time. Oh. Although, to be fair, before looking this up, I could have sworn there was a 12 seed to make the tournament, or to make the Final Four, so. You, you can have that consolation, anyway. When was the first NCAA basketball tournament?
2: I thought you said that was 1985.
1: No, that was the first time they had 16 seeds per region. Oh. That was when they expanded to 64 teams.
2: Oh. I don't know, maybe, like, the 60s or 70s, maybe?
1: 1939. Oh. How many teams were in that tournament?
2: 16, maybe? Eh, close, 8. Oh.
1: All right, last question and I swear you have heard of the answer to this question. Like it's not like a thing where I just randomly told you that like New Mexico State was a thing once. Like you have you actually legitimately know the answer to this. I mean, you don't know that it's the answer to this, but you've heard of the answer to this.
2: Why do I get the feeling it's, it's our Fine Chicken Farmers of America?
1: Of schools that have reached the Final Four, what school has the longest Final Four drought? As in, what team has not been to the Final Four in the longest time, but has previously in the past been to the Final Four?
2: The Wildcats. Or the Aggies.
1: You're going to need to be much more specific. Actually, both of those are wrong, so I don't, I don't know why I'm asking.
2: I don't have a guess, so I'm just going to go with the second Farmers of America and the wrong Purdue again.
1: Are you ready for this? Hmm. Duquesne. Well. well! They made the Final Four in the second ever tournament in 1940. They have not been back to the Final Four since...
2: My condolences.
1: Well, uh, I was expecting this to be an exercise in futility, and I was right!
2: <laughs> huh. Now, you said there were different, even divisions of the tournament, or not the tournament, like, um... Regions. Le- no, different leagues of these colleges. I didn't oh. even know that that they were even in that one.
1: Alright, I'm gonna look up some Division 2 teams. Oh, no. I'm not going to make you name any of them. I'm just going to list off some of them. No, oh, no. Are you kidding me? Uh, Let's see. The Wildcats. Uh, The last eight teams right now in this tournament, and I'm not looking any of them up, so don't ask. We have Ferris State, Barry, just Barry,
2: Hold on. Did you say Ferris has in the wheel, or Ferris has in the chemical type?
1: Uh, Ferris has in the state. Ferris is in the wheel. Oh. Barry. It's just some guy named Barry. Actually, he's
2: homeschooled.
1: <laughs> West Texas A and M, LeMoyne, Queens, North Carolina, Cal Baptist, Northern State. And East Stroudsburg, Stroudsburg, East Stroudsburg. All right, uh, are you ready to hear where they're holding the championship for Division Two? Sir. Actually, take a guess.
2: That empty arena in New Mexico where the Who and Hey Hey finals were that no. one time?
1: No, the Cockburn Ice Arena. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sioux Falls, South Dakota. No. Oh. The singular
0: sight and sound. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, hey. it's at the
1: Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Pentagon? Yes, I, I don't know.
2: Hexagon.
1: <laughs> All right, D3. This should be fun. Oh boy. I'm going to read these in reverse order because these get increasingly funny. <clears throat> so we have Springfield College. That's in uh, Massachusetts. Sorry, Kyle. Nebraska Go to
2: the Simpson. Nebraska's
1: the one they decide. Nebraska Wesleyan.
0: Boy and Mom Simpson. <laughs>
1: Wisconsin Oshkosh. Big And Ramapo. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Ramapo. <laughs> that hey, is this doesn't some help.
2: kind of weird medication or something.
1: Ask, Ask your doctor I- about Remapo. I was we said that at the same time. Uh common side effects include Moravian Laterno <laughs> Misericordia.
2: These are other teams, aren't they? Yep.
1: Wooster. Augsburg. Plattsburgh State, Swarthmore, (laughs) and you know what the funniest part is? MIT was in this tournament, and they won three games. Oh. They got to the final eight, and they lost to Ramapo.
2: I guess their doctors decided it was not right for them.
1: (laughs) no. Oh, apparently MIT had its first round game in Baltimore. Oh. At Goldfarb Gymnasium. I have never heard of this place. Let's learn about Goldfarb Gymnasium. Right. I do not want it's an It's No Royal Farms
2: Arena, I'm sure of that.
1: Uh, Goldfarb, Gym, Gold, Goldfarb Gymnasium. Goldfarb Gymnasium opened in 1965 and is home to the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays men's and women's basketball, volleyball, wrestling, and men's and women's fencing teams. Apparently, Johns Hopkins has a fencing team.
2: For some reason, that's the state sport. What? No one one plays as far as I know, but it's the state sport.
1: Alright, let's look up other state sports. Oh, there are... Okay, this is interesting. Alright, well, I'm just going to list off all of the state sports while we're here. Okay. Uh, Alaska has dog mushing.
2: I mean, what else are they going to do in Alaska?
1: Fair enough. Colorado, by the way, I'm not making any of these up. Colorado mm-hmm. is pack burrow racing.
2: What? It what? was adopted
1: what? in 2012. Just, no, I don't
2: know what a pack is.
1: It is apparently a donkey. Okay, then? It's an interspecies race with teams of one runner and one donkey. And they race over long stretches, some of which are longer than marathons. Why does this exist? Why does this exist?
2: I love the fact that they're just reading this off because that sounds totally made up. At the same time, that probably sounds more obscure than something we would come up with.
1: Uh, Delaware is bicycling. Hawaii is surfing and outrigger canoe paddling. Evidently, surfing is the state individual sport and outrigger canoe paddling is the state team sport. Okay then. Uh Maryland you were wrong, it's jousting and lacrosse.
2: Oh jousting, I was I was very close. It was jousting fencing, it's easy to get them mixed up.
1: Fair enough. Massachusetts is basketball and volleyball boring. Minnesota's ice hockey boring. New Hampshire is skiing boring. Time for a debate. North Carolina's is stock car racing. I guess there will be no debate tonight. And the state sports of South Dakota, Texas and Wyoming are Rodeo.
2: Yeehaw. I don't know why I said that. I just had <laughs> nothing else to say.
1: Three states have rodeo as their state sport. What? what? I, I I don't know, I guess what else are you gonna do in Wyoming? And I guess that's a second sight and sound in South Dakota. Alright, you ready for the showcases? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's just me and Colin this week. Uh, Colin, you won last week. Uh, would you like to read first or bid first?
2: I will read first. Okay. Today we'll, we'll be giving you quite the magical showcase. Oh, no. And, what, oh, and what's no. better <laughs>
1: Oh, no. It, if Dude. this ends with Sparkle Dragon's magical emporium, I'm ending this podcast.
2: Well, it is not ending there, but I think you know where this is going. <sighs> and
1: what for f- had been
2: taking you to the most magical place on Earth? Oh no!
1: Oh <laughs> no! I just realized where this is going. Oh <laughs> no! You're oh beginning... no! <laughs> <laughs> ah!
2: They'll be getting you a three-day path to Disney's Magic Kingdom. That's now they can provide Space Mountain and not the Rick Flair kind. That's how far their masochism goes by Ryan It's a Small World. Or what's Normies propose at Cinderella's Castle. They're going to just Magic Kingdom and none of the other parks of the mud transit girl trap caught too bad. <laughs> And while we're at Magic Kingdom, we're also gaining a three-night stay in, and Disney Contemporary Resort. Let's enjoy this place where Nixon declared, I am not a crook, which happened to be this 4.5-star <laughs> hotel and resort complete with an arcade, a pool complete with water slide, and easy access to the monorail to get back and forth to the park itself. Oh, by the way, was Oop.
1: travel to and from Disney World included?
2: Yes, we'll be flying okay. the round trip from Pittsburgh to Orlando via Southwest. Oh, okay. And speaking of magic, we're also giving you the Panteller Teller Fool Everyone Magic Kit. This oh. kit comes with over 200 tricks and illusions as well as an extractable DVD.
1: Alright, so that's like 40.
2: Next, we'll be giving you your craft course on art. You will be receiving Oh no! <laughs>
1: no! No! <laughs>
2: Can I read this first part first? Because that's the- I think you know where this is going. But that you will be receiving their very own San authentic fake master degree in fine arts.
1: Hold on, hold on, say it one more time.
2: Their own genuine, authentic fake master degree in fine arts. Ha- <laughs> that, that's now you can have their very own allegedly accredited degree in fine arts paid zest for you. And to make it look real, we're giving you a student ID card, library card, alumni card, student dancing card.
1: Did you,
2: did you say genuine? Well, that's how they say it. Fancy for a showcase. I know in genuine. they win.
1: Okay. Carry <laughs> That's
2: That's the fancy way of doing it anyways.
1: Carry on.
2: I don't know what job they're going to get with a fake degree, but on the plus side it's a master's and fine arts, so they're probably not getting a job with that degree even if they worked for with them at school. And to go with our newfound art skills that must be real if they have the paper proving it, we're gonna you something to sell off their art skills with a Crayola 72 Count Sidewalk socks set. Ah! <laughs> And so they have a canvas for their art, and this and they'll need a wall. So we're getting you 14 8 pound bags of Quick Creek concrete so they can all build their own 6 foot tall, 4 feet wide, totally stable concrete wall. It's the wall, the wall brother. Well
1: 10 feet taller. <laughs> wow, we, we went in completely opposite directions there.
2: <clears throat> and you they know they're going to be making a lot of friends with their sort of newfound magic no! skills. No! <laughs> <laughs> so, they're going to need a vehicle capable of riding in style with all of them. This brand new bus. Actually, it might not be so stylish since <laughs> this is a school bus. <laughs> no! It's a 2018 Quint by Scarcraft. And no, that's not the MNL. that's the bus subdivision of Fourth River, Inc., who you probably also have never heard of, but they're the RV and commercial vehicle company owned by Bergster Hathaway. So this is a quality 30-seat Dell school bus with a 786-liter V-heat gas engine, automatic transmission, and hydraulic brakes. And so you can use cool lingo like Roger and 10-4, or here the <laughs> 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 Oh, we hear about the warnings of a cop following that unregistered school bus drive now radically since there's no train involved we're giving you a Cobo 29 LTD classic CB radio i can't say much about it but it has 40 sales and some fees and approved signals so sir we're also giving you a free coupon with no monetary value for debt release legal services since we're sir sure the no! 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 NO!
1: NO! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Centuries
2: say they're going to the poorhouse by paying for all the gas and tickets they'll get driving around in this school bus, and all this could be yours if the price is right.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't end up, end up that. It didn't end with a trip to Kalamazoo, so I'm only going to be able to give you an eight out of ten on that one. <laughs> I I don't know. It's going to take more than magic to bid right on this bid. <laughs> Gonna need God on my side for this one. <laughs> now, uh, as you might guess from this bit, I'm not an actual conjurer, but I'm gonna go two six four eight zero. Oh. I have absolutely no idea. I was gonna guess like seven grand for everything that's not the bus, so <laughs> it just comes down to what the hell does the bus cost, and I really don't know or care.
2: I mean, when else are they ever going to need to know how much it costs to buy a brand new school bus? Oh, it's
1: brand new! That's. Oh, hold the phone! Oh, it's a brand new school bus. Yes, I definitely do want to rebid that. Okay. Uh.
2: I said 2018.
1: Oh, I thought you said like 2006. No! Okay. I. I don't know. Really gonna have to pull a rabbit out of the hat for this one,
2: or some flowers out of a tube.
1: Yeah, uh, that's where I was headed. <laughs> By the way, I'm not explaining this at all. All right, I'm gonna go five seven zero four one. Okay. All right, are you ready for your showcase? Yes. As we've referenced in the past, Squad has had some interesting adventures at Dave and Buster's. Oh no. This showcase will help you make your very own Dave and Busters. What? First, fill up your game room with these arcade games. We're including a Star Wars Pro Pinball Machine by Stern, measuring 29 by 58 by 76 inches with an electronic score display, a Batman driving arcade game with a Batman-themed car and wheel, 10 cars and 36 missions. I'm sorry, that's still part of the driving game. And a skee-ball machine with a 10-foot ramp. I feel like I'm underselling that skee-ball machine. Hold on a second. Let's see. It has a 10-foot ramp. It appears to be in a classic style. has some sort of LED scoring system. Uh, If you buy 11 more of these, you can add a deluxe marquee to finish off the look. But we're only giving you one.
2: Good, because I don't know where I'd put one mudslash 11 of them.
1: Well, you put it in your own Dave & Buster's, of course. I don't know, it's a... Regular... Yes, I know what
2: a skee-ball machine is.
1: Okay, I'm I'm trying to sell this as, like, a regular skee-ball machine. Anyway. Where is, uh... Here we go. Second, have something for your gamers to aspire to with these tickets and prizes. Oh, no. From from Cointainer, one million perforated heavy stock tickets in rolls of 2,000. (laughs) I hope you like red, because that's the only color of ticket I could find online. (laughs) For your prize stand...
2: Wait, how much is the total of the rolls of 2,000?
1: There are one million tickets. Oh. For your prize stand... An assortment of 1,000 rubber ducks with themes such as pirate duck, fairy duck, and firefighter duck. <laughs> 1,000 mini inflatable beach balls with assorted colors and designs. 1,000 slap bracelets. 720 neon colored pencils. I'm sorry, it's reg- they're regular pencils, but the wood is neon colored.
2: I mean, I figured. And... Like I- I can pick the needs and hair prizes that they're referring to.
1: enough. And ten Xbox One X (laughs) one-terabyte consoles to entice kids to spend thousands of dollars of their parents' money. And, finally, no Dave & Buster's would be complete without your very own basketball court and canopy!
2: (gasps) Oh, no! So, wait, how... How are you giving the canopy? Is this... Let Just me separate?
1: finish. Okay. From Spalding, two in-ground basketball hoops with a 72-inch glass black, glass backboard. The same specifications of an NBA regulation hoop. For the surface... Like
2: I know that.
1: <laughs> For the surface, pro-court gym flooring tile with 9 inch thickness, wood-grain finish, and interlocking design. We're enough to cover an entire regulation NBA court. We're also including 10 Spalding NBA official game Basketballs And finally from shelter logic This 18 by 40 foot Canopy with a 14 leg steel Frame is perfect for giving shade To large large groups of people Or as a decoration For a horse racing arcade game (laughs) And this showcase in which I must admit The food at Dave and Buster's is pretty Eh, can be yours if the price is right
2: could you go over the basketball bit again?
1: Uh um, I didn't quite catch all of that. So two in-ground basketball hoops.
2: Um I will guess twenty-one thousand five hundred and fifty dollars.
1: Alright. Do you do you wanna review actually, I think I might have gone over, so I'm gonna reveal yours first. Uh you bid $21,550, the actual retail price, $58,854
2: for, oh. di- for a
1: difference of $37,304. That, that barely oh, no. covered the arcade stuff.
2: <laughs> oh, help you bid $57,041. The actual price was $66,558 for a difference of $9,517. No!
1: I actually won for once without cheating!
2: This My is amazing! My broken. I'm no longer undefeated in showcases.
1: This is the first time in like two months that I've legitimately won a showcase. And
2: who to get close with these school buses in there?
1: Right? How, how much was the school bus?
2: The school bus was $64,000. Oh,
1: I guessed fifty, So I, I was not too off. So that's the end of the podcast for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week, back on our regular schedule. But until then, we are...
2: I'm Colin and no longer undefeated in so cases... Or no longer undefeated in so cases...
1: I'm Philip, and I was too lazy to make mine. And I'm Alex, reminding you I do not have any special powers, nor alliance with the dark side. Everything I do can be done by anyone who has stayed awake in chemistry class, in physics class, in math class, and in theater arts class. Magic Bob cannot perform miracles, but he knows the one who can. See see you next week. And as promised, the receipts of Colin picking Loyola Chicago. The Miami Hurricanes and Loyola Chicago. I have no idea. Looks like a husky. Loyola, like
2: we'll go with the I don't know's because this an I don't know is really a funny answer.
0: Oh my god! Of... Want to hear this? <laughs> yes yeah, sure. It's the Loyola Chicago Ramblers.
2: Okay, we're definitely going with that. Because <laughs> that's what my my we're my doing. Name. We're rambling on.
1: What did we say Loyola Chicago was again?
2: Uh, which one was the Bulls?
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the but... Loyola Chicago Ramblers and Tennessee Volunteers.
2: Oh, yeah, Oh, we'll go with Ramblers because we ramble on on this podcast as we've done tonight.
1: Fair enough. Loyola Chicago Ramblers and Nevada Wolfpack.
2: I mean, we ramble about Nensa versus Densa... So, you'll go with Rams.
1: Then to the Elite Eight, the Buffalo Bulls and Loyola Chicago Ramblers. I actually remembered it this time without having to look it up.
2: You'll go with Ramblers, because that's what we do on this podcast. We ramble.
1: Yeah, by the way, your final four is a 7, 11, 12, and 14. <laughs>
2: See, this is why I said, don't give me the seeds, because last year it devolved into just picking the highest seed. Now we're just going with whatever's funniest. And this is definitely funnier.
1: Uh, so Loyola Chicago has been given by 538 a .064% chance of winning the NCAA tournament.
2: They can overcome the odds. Yes.
1: yes.